I want to paint a picture of God. We can't ever fully comprehend and appreciate the glorious light of God, but I think by talking about it and drawing our attention to specific qualities of that light, we can somehow come a little bit closer to what it's going to feel like to know him perfectly in eternity. A friend recently asked me to look at the sun and tell me what I saw, what I could see staring back at me. I think I made some lame joke about retina damage staring back or something like that, but later I thought deeply about it. What are the two greatest lights in our universe? What do we see making a shining silvery path over the night sky? What lights our day from morning to dusk? The brightest and greatest light we can imagine is limited to what we are familiar with, the sun and the moon. The glory of God is something mentioned in the Bible where given the vivid picture of a sight being so powerful that the man Moses could only see the back parts of a reflection in the Yahweh angel. He had to shield his mortal eyes from the searing power of God's light, just as we shield our eyes from the midday sun. But I want to bring home to you the fact that our greatest light in the sun and the moon are still incomparable when put alongside the glorious blaze of God. If you look at James 1 verse 17, it's something I looked at recently and I found something awesome in it. So he writes, every good, and every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So I looked up some of the Greek phrases here and it just blew my mind what's beneath the surface. It's so cool. So the word variableness is kind of funky and difficult to put a finger on. It says that God has no variableness, but in the Greek, it was not what I expected. It literally means phases, as like the moon. So that's the first thing. God's light isn't like the phases of the moon. He has no variableness. So we'll come back to that later. But the second phrase, shadow of turning, was equally unclear. At first I thought it just meant God doesn't turn away, which is, I guess, essentially correct, but... More poetically, the phrase actually means revolution, not French Revolution, like the revolution of the sun, how it rises and sets every day, how day follows night, how darkness always follows the light, and is always brought up again each day. So what do we get from this? Let's, let's put it all together. James says it so beautifully. He's, he's like he's saying, child of God, I want to describe the light of God to you. I mean, I'll try to, but I need you to know that you can't possibly comprehend how good and glorious God is. Why? Because the two greatest lights in your universe do not come close. God isn't like the moon. He doesn't wax and wane. He's not brightening your night one week and then hidden and difficult to see by, by the next. He doesn't hang around in your life irregularly. He's the complete opposite. Your father can be relied upon to shine with incomparable wisdom and glory and beauty and light throughout every single night, throughout the darkest of death valleys your days can go through. Next, James continues, Secondly, your sun fails as well. It disappears over the horizon each night, abandoning you to the terror of darkness. But with God... Every day and everything is flooded with glorious truth and clear sight of what the future holds and his control over everything. How awesome. How awesome is our God. 
praise him and praise Jesus for giving us a way to access this life.